what makes this event more unique is that it's low-level smoke, and that is what uh, should concern all of us, not just the elderly, those with respiratory problems, but if you're in the Ottawa Valley or even now parts of the GTA, we're seeing air quality uh, that's going through the roof and making it some of the, the poorest air quality that we have anywhere uh, in North America right now. Anthony Farnell watching the uh, smoke situation, and yeah, the big smoke living up to its name, and it is thanks to all these wildfires. And certainly the smoke will affect every one of us differently. The elderly uh, or those with respiratory issues are certainly feeling this. Kids, too. Mine's us coughing up a storm. And so we've heard, as you heard in the news, a lot of schools canceling the outdoor stuff. And um, if you look at the air quality right now, we are ranked among the worst in the world. So we're just ahead of Lahore, Pakistan, which on any given day is the worst in the world. But... uh, you know, the smell of this one's different, but you go back to the early 2000s. I mean, smog days were an everyday feature, is certainly in the summer. So you got to wonder, is this a nuisance or is it dangerous? And how long, uh, you know, can we withstand this? Let's talk to Dr. Jeff Brooks, Associate Professor with the Dalalana School of Public Health over at the University of Toronto. Good to have you with us this morning. Oh, great to be with you, Alex. So what is the difference with what we are inhaling now than, let's say, uh, with the smog? i got to be honest. It's kind of like a nice um, uh, log fire that you get to smell. I mean, after a while, it gets a little irritating. But what's worse, uh, smog days or this? Uh, I think right now we think they're equal. There's nothing to suggest that one is more harmful than the other. So we certainly shouldn't think that that nice campfire smell (laughs) is just a a nice memory. It's, It's harmful, just like smog. And so uh, when we hear that the schools are, are closing down uh, recess and keeping the kids in, uh, are they doing the right thing or are they being a little too cautious? Uh, well, you know, I think it's always important to protect the most vulnerable, right? So, uh, you know, amongst the kids at school, there are some that are asthmatics uh, or have other conditions. Uh, and so those are the ones we have to be thinking about. And you don't want to center them out, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a prudent idea. To do that and, and certainly to try to keep people, you know, and the children to be not being so, you know, physically active. Why does it seem to bug kids? Because um, everyone who's got kids that I'm talking to says, well, they're just coughing up a storm, uh, including my own. So what is it that, that bothers them? And this would include those who don't have any kind of respiratory illnesses. Well, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's still variable. Maybe uh, kids are more sensitive to it. Uh, kids do tend to breathe faster and have more particles and this is what's in this smog, are tiny particles, you know, they, they tend to have more of it depositing in their lungs. Um, younger kids, you know, and I'm, now I'm talking infants, mm-hmm. their lungs are still developing and there can be quite a bit of deposition. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all kids, but certainly it's everybody. And so if you've got a toddler, certainly newborn, is, is this a concern? It's always a concern. Um, you know, we have... You know, more evidence on when it's a high day, what it does to the population. And we see that in counts to emergency departments. And we you know, see it when we look at what it's like over uh, a year or years. And if you live there, what it can do. Now we're kind of in this medium time range where um, it's, it's more now what we call sort of the acute effects, the, the irritation, the increased asthma attacks, uh, potentially increased cardiovascular problems. Uh, the bigger question is, you know, does a week or two of very high, like we have right now, and this is, you know, this is, as you said, it's like Lahore, Pakistan, mm-hmm. highest I've ever seen in um, 
Canada and Ottawa. Uh, well, and I wouldn't say I've ever seen, but the highest I've ever seen in Ontario. Um, it's um, it's something that uh, we think will add up to an impact. And um, so, so let's hope it you know moves out soon. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we're early in this fire season. They're saying that it could be here for for a couple of weeks, but. Um, when does it become an issue? I mean, a few days of it, I think people can kind of get through. But when does it become an actual issue? When that's that's a good question. I would say it's an it, it's an issue right now in that um, it will add up to this year being a more polluted year than other years. Uh, and when you think about the population, so mm-hmm. we're talking about sort of the public health in the population there are going to be more impacts. There will be uh, some accelerated development of hypertension, diabetes, uh, and uh, those chronic diseases, and uh, an increase in the death rate. Now, this is something you see in the population. You can't say any individual will feel that, but our healthcare system will feel yeah. that. Yeah, that that is true. Um, you know, firefighters, a lot of them end up dealing with uh, issues because they don't know what they're going into in any given fire. And so you got to always worry about the carcinogens. Um, and so what do you worry about more? Is regular pollution or is there more of a concern with what's burning now? Because you think, okay, it's wood that's burning in forest fire. Uh, is there something worse in this than, let's say, a, a house burning? Uh, well, that's yes. Houses have a lot of other chemicals right. and contaminants. So I would say most of us believe that when you start to get those burning as part of it, it is a more toxic smoke. Uh, and and firefighters or anyone should you know be wearing respirators or stay away. Uh, this smoke, uh, you know, it's um, less of the toxics. But uh, you know, don't be fooled. Um, you know, there are there are toxics that form from burning wood. Uh, and you know other things that are burning in the forest with it. Um, you know we have been trying to tease out: are there differences between fire smoke and, and other smog? And and at this stage, while I think scientifically we'd say no, we can't tell a difference. There are some signs that that fire smoke seems to target the respiratory system more than the cardiovascular system, for example. And so I guess in some ways this does give uh, give you a chance to research because we haven't had a day like this. I mean, if you're living, I remember living in Calgary, you do get this, the, the smoke will come in, but we haven't seen this, I think, in years, a long, long time since we have seen this kind of smoke, but it does give an opportunity to do that kind of research. It does, it does. Uh, you know, I'm one to think we already know enough about what's bad for us in terms of air pollution. And really, we if the research goes, it should be towards how do we make sure this doesn't happen again and, and you know, turn to that level, you know, the solutions and not how bad is it for us. Yeah, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, uh, HEPA filters, I guess, are a bit of a godsend. I mean, they do have a, a different use now than um, cleaning out the air for, for illness. Uh, how helpful are those in, in this kind of uh, weather? Or, or they climate, are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Similarly, in masks, and and um, there's a sort of a different concept with pollution, in that our knowledge says that any reduction is a benefit. So, um, if you have an air cleaner and um, it's running well, you know, it doesn't make your house like if you wore a perfectly fit N95 mask, but it reduces it, and that's a benefit. Uh, as is, you know, wearing a mask that's that's making a benefit. It's difficult to wear N95s all day long now, like you would have to outside. Mm. Uh, but you know, any half decent surgical mask that is, you know, being well fitted to the face does confer some protection. So 
So you need to judge, you know, what what's your comfort level uh, in wearing it for longer times. Uh, and, uh, you know, be also aware that there are differences in, in these types of surgical masks. So make sure it's a good one and you can try to fit it well. Yeah, there you go. What about animals? I've got um, something. What about my dog or my cat? They're feeling it. They're definitely feeling it. They can't tell you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, for sure, they'd they be feeling it. They'll be feeling it. All right. So um, right now, well, hopefully this will clear out in the next uh, few days, but uh, it could stick around for a long time. And any signs other than coughing that you say to people, uh, you should probably get checked? Uh, well, certainly if you are a person with, say, asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary right. disease, if your symptoms are going up, make sure if you've got medication, you're using it properly to manage it. Uh, you're not going to run out of medication. And Go get help if you're uh, recognizing your symptoms are worse than uh, they normally are. Seems like pretty simple and uh, easy advice to follow. So let's hope it clears out. Nonetheless, uh, appreciate the update. Uh, update. Thanks a lot, Doctor. Yeah, it's unfortunately it's clean air day today, and we, we're seeing this, but it's a reminder that uh, we've got some challenges ahead of us. No question about it. All right, stay tuned. Thank you. That's yeah, uh, Dr. Jeff Brook, who's with the uh, Dalalana School of Public Health over at the U of T. And yeah, it'll affect everybody differently. It is certainly a nuisance. But uh, let's hope it doesn't last uh, as long as they seem to think.